It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for this, our fourth of four season previews, is my co-host, Nick Martin, and special guest, Andy McNeil. Andy is the staff writer and the projection scientist, I'll call him, uh, for Canada sports betting, a hockey betting expert, someone I've learned uh, a ton from over the years betting on hockey, and we are so glad to have Andy under the uh, Better Collective umbrella, and we're so glad to have him here. This episode's format is pretty simple. Nick, Andy, and I are going to go rapid fire through basically any market we can get our hands on before uh, the NHL season starts, so futures markets from Stanley Cup to player props, worst record, et cetera. We're going to go quickly. We're just going to try to set you guys up with a whole bunch of bets for uh, consideration before the season starts. We're going to start, of course, with uh, Stanley Cup futures, and I'll let you go first, Nick. Yeah, so there's two that I'm kind of in on. I like the Oilers just throw it plus 1,100. I think that's probably the most popular cup outright bet out there. But I love the way that uh, they set up with Dryset on McDavid this year and the fact that some of the other top contenders really couldn't gain much around the edges. I think that worked out well for Edmonton. So everything that was there last year, they were close with Vegas. They probably gave them the best series. I think that everything that was there last year, they could grow on that. Bouchard could be better. We saw the way they turned it on the second half with him. Uh, We talked in our award show how we're all over him. I just think everything's setting up pretty well for the Oilers outside of Maybe a shakier goaltending duo than some of the true contenders, but everything's right there for the taking. It feels like McDavid and Drysaddle are primed to give this thing another good run. So I like the Oilers at plus 1,100. And then I'm back in on the Hurricanes. I think last year <laughs> I stayed off them, so I feel like now I get to you know, piss away a season on them. But they're just the same kind of boat. They're right. They're so primed. Everything's there. They've been trending towards this push for getting into the final and finally a win under Brenda Moore for so many years. The decor is stacked. I just, everything looks so good on that front. They're deep. Ajo is a true number one center. So special teams will be a strength as well. Two goalies that can get it done. So everything about the Canes, I think screams true contender. And I think if you can get them up, they're plus 1000 still. I think that's a good way to get a a team that's going to be there at the end of the year. Andy, you're going a step below uh, those two. Yeah, I am. And I have four teams uh, ahead of the team I'm going to talk about in terms of their chances to win the Stanley Cup. And the Oilers and the Hurricanes are at the the top with a, a 10% chance each. Um, next, it's the Vegas Golden Knights and the New Jersey Devils. But after that, it's the Dallas Stars. But I think if you look at the, the sportsbooks odds, Dallas is closer to the, you know, the ninth or the 10th shortest shot at around 16 to 1. And I think that's a good price uh, just based on my projections. I mean, the Stars do give me a little pause uh, for a couple of reasons. 
Pistons. You know, I, I know we saw Jake Ottinger falter last season, even though he's been really good at times, uh, arguably the best goaltender in the league at times, um, has that high ceiling. So I like that, but I, I, I don't, you know, there are things that worry me about this bet for sure. Um, I, I like the Oilers and the Hurricanes chances a lot more like, like Nick talked about, but um, just from a value perspective, I think there is some value on Dallas here. Um, I think in general, the stars are, are a team that maybe is, um, a tad lower than I would expect them to be in, in a lot of markets. But uh, the Stanley Cup is a, a decent edge, a 2% difference between what I think their chances are and, and what the, the sports folks odds uh, represent. So at 16 to one, I, I like Dallas. All right. I'll take a shot on the senators at 75 to one. I just think that now with the way that the Atlantic division is, is shaping up, uh, you can find a 75 on, on Ottawa and you look at the team that I think everybody fairly compares them to Buffalo and Buffalo's most, at most books is, is half the odds there. Uh, and I think there's an actual path to success here for Ottawa when you look at a season as a full 82-game thing plus a uh, two-month playoff. Like, I don't know if Buffalo is going to have the depth to, ha- uh, to hold up. Then teams like Florida already banged up the Lightning with the Andre Vasilevsky news, and their core is kind of aging. Uh, and I think there are question marks with the, the Leafs goaltending and, and defense, whereas Ottawa is pretty short up and, and deep in, in all three of those spots, right? Goaltending, they should have an okay uh, duo with with Anton Forsberg and Eunice Corposalo at worst above average hopefully the defense is deep and coming into its own and guys are entering their primes and the forwards should even if they do have some issues in the back end they should be good enough to outscore those problems so I just think when you look at the season as a full 82 game thing a big marathon I think Ottawa actually has a much better chance to withstand a storm than a normal 75 to 1 shot would uh all right, onto the President's Trophy. Andy, you and I are on the same team, so I'll just let you take it from here. Yeah, I'm on the Oilers, and I think, I mean, it all comes down to um, Edmonton and the Western Conference just being a little bit weaker overall than the Eastern Conference. I think the average projected point total that I have for the, the Eastern Conference teams is a little bit higher than 93, closer to 91 in the West. So definitely a disparity a disparity there uh, between, you know, the, the strength of the overall strength of the teams. And that's going to help teams like the Oilers and the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. Uh, to and the Dallas Stars to you know maybe win uh, have a better chance of winning the President's Trophy and that's how it looks when I look at my projections those top four Western teams have a uh, uh, you know better average chance of of winning the President's Trophy finishing with the most points than the top four Eastern Conference teams and the Oilers are right there at the top I have them and the Hurricanes with an 18 percent chance roughly uh, of winning the the President's Trophy so that would make the Oilers odds uh, you know somewhere around plus 450 same with the Canes but the Canes odds are actually you know around five to one or six to one whereas the oilers are up uh, at around nine to one uh where i bet the mac to win the president's trophy so um yeah I, I think the oilers are a good bet just just because of that all the things nick talked about before uh, i think really apply to the regular season um you know jay woodcroft has talked recently and maybe this is just coach speak but uh they're a determined group right and you know he's talking about how that you can only control what's immediately in front of you the you know practice game how you prepare taking it one day at a time all that all that stuff you hear all the time but like for this team if they approach this season like that it could be you know it could be a wash for them they could just you know run away with the league uh like we talked about on the the puck portfolio podcast um on thursday i think that um 
I think Edmonton is just, you know, really in a good spot to possibly run away with the league. Uh, I think, you know, if it is Carolina or Vegas or somebody like that, um, you know, it's, it's probably a lot lower, but Edmonton, I think, you know, they have the, the, the chance to, to really run away with it. And, uh, and I like being on that side. So it's one of my, I think it, it's arguably my biggest futures bet. I think um, all things considered. So I, I like the Oilers to win the president's trophy a lot. I'll just echo everything you said and, and pass it along to, to you, Nick. You talked a lot about the Oilers already. Yeah, so obviously not going to argue with any of that when the Oilers are my cup pick. I like the stars in the president's market with the greatest reason being my belief in how weak the central is going to be. I think that's going to give them such a good chance just to clean up points all year long. Uh, it's a little frightening. I, I would assume they're probably going to try to manage Edinger's starts a little bit more. But I'm willing to put some faith in Scott Wedgwood with uh, what he showed last year. I think that's one thing you want to consider in these president's markets is that you need to be gaining points on the other teams in the backup races. That makes a big difference in pulling away in these, I think. So for me, the stars are my favorite. Same with Andy. I like the Canes in this as well as kind of a, you know, odds aside favorite. And then still think the Devils will have a shot to get there as well. But the stars at plus 1200 is my favorite uh, price I've seen. You know what this means, right? It means that Dallas is going to, to you know, win the president's trophy and the Oilers or sorry, vice versa. Uh, we're yeah. we're going to get, you know, we're going to not get what we want one way exactly. or the other. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, if one person goes 2-0 on these, that'd be pretty good. So yeah, that would be pretty good for sure. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe they'll be able to help the other person out a little bit. <laughs> uh, all right. From the top to the bottom, wooden spoon market. One we love to talk about uh, on line change. We'll talk about it all season long uh, as, as the odds kind of get updated with how teams go. We were on one of these teams earlier uh, or, or last season at a bigger number, the Philadelphia Flyers. But Andy, you and I, uh, we're right back on them here. I think that maybe a little overrated because of the Tortorella effect. And you also have a long shot that you want to talk about. Yeah, um, the Flyers at uh, you know around plus eight fifty. I would definitely recommend shopping around. There's been a, a you know a bit of a, a variation in terms of their price in this market. I saw as low as six to one at some sports books, which not isn't necessarily a great book, but uh, a great bet. Sorry, they they become a great bet at around you know at plus eight fifty though for sure. Um, you know, one of my favorite bets heading into the season, Philadelphia to finish last. Uh, I just don't think this team is very good. There's definitely some things kind of bubbling under the surface too with you know what could happen with uh, their goaltending situation that I won't really get into, but I think most people probably know what I'm talking about. And uh, I, I just don't think the Flyers are very good. My projection model uh, has them finishing last 20% of the time. That's second uh, after the San Jose Sharks, who I think will finish last around 28% of the time, but not a good bet for the Sharks because those, that's what the, the odds pretty much represent present there so um it's the sharks and then in the west this is a, a much longer shot and um only about a two percent chance that it happens so not a huge edge but the blues at 66 to 1 to finish in last place overall um i mean jordan biddington has been on the decline for a while uh, i don't like what they did this offseason nothing against kevin hayes i think he's a, a fine ad but i don't think they they got any better this offseason and uh it, it's you know a little bit uh kind of I mean, I worry about the Central being too weak, like Nick said, but I also think the Blues are one of those weak teams. So um, things could go really bad for them. And, and if it does, then I'll hopefully cash in there or at least have a chance to. So, yeah, I, I actually, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I like it. And you, you're someone who, who builds uh, you know, projection systems and, and uh, uses them to help guide you to bets. And I think some of the stuff that 
won't show up with the blues uh in a model also is good this is this team has blow up potential right like oh yeah we, we saw it already last season start to kind of bubble over um they started to strip down things changing you know captaincy whatever but it's still pretty similar group to last year a lot of the, the same pieces coming back and it, they were a mess they were frankly I think there's a mess a little bit of that with the flyers too like not yep. as as much but i i do think that you know they, they, there could be a little bit of a, a blow up here if if things go really bad uh to start and they really say they like hey we want to wipe the slate clean right now and kind of uh start over while we still you know can salvage some of this season in terms of uh the player development and whatnot so i don't know uh, yeah i think it's i think it's a it's a good kind of both uh based on projections and also some pencil and paper handicapping uh, both these teams, Flyers and Blues. I like the Flyers. I'll probably get it on the Blues with you. Nick and I didn't really get too deep into over-unders, but anything you like here, Andy, that you want to talk about? Well, I mean, it's it's going to vary uh, sports book to sports book. I mean, you'll you'll find a good bet at one that you won't find at another. Um, you know, I've seen some sports books where uh, I like a team like the Senators to go over um, 91 and a half points, uh, which I think is, uh, you know, about two and a half points too low. Uh, I have them projected to finish with 93.6 points since, um, since the news of uh, that Andre Vasilevsky will be out for eight to 10 weeks uh, was announced. So um, I look at them as, you know, if you're looking at the senators as a bet to make the playoffs, I think uh, you can get them around plus 115. I actually think it's a, well, for one, it's a much safer bet to go over 91 and a half points. Uh, and, and two, I think there's like a lot more value there. It might not look like it at when you're comparing plus 115 odds to minus 115 odds, but I, I think the senators get 92 plus points around 60% of the time. So um, they might, you know, they could still miss the playoffs and you might still win that bet as opposed to, betting on them to win the playoff or make the playoffs and um you know that uh that uh that benchmark of where they have to get to gets raised a little bit now it's now it's a bit harder to make the playoffs where whereas uh 92 points that was the cutoff last season i like the senators to get there this year so that's one other than that i think you know the flyers and the blues stand out as as good under bets uh depending on on what point totals you find um i think the blues opened around 88 and a half and they've come down 86 and a half maybe uh as the kind of consensus price right now or point total sorry um so i think that's a, a pretty decent bet as well the flyers uh, around 75 and a half points uh, on their total another decent under bet but um you can check out my my full list of, of all my point projections over at the the canada sports betting youtube channel um i did a a a debut episode of my podcast uh, earlier this week where I just kind of laid out everything, got them up on the screen behind me. You can uh, pause the video screenshot, you know, crop my face out of it and, and look <laughs> at the, the projections uh, in your spare time, maybe help, help you find a, a few good futures bets for sure. Uh, yeah, it's a good, uh, good resource and be sure to uh, check out, subscribe, like all that to the puck portfolio podcast, which uh, Andy will run. Uh, all season long, along with line change, of course. Run it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just but, joking. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's basically it for the, the team-based bets. Now we can get into uh, player futures. Nick, uh, a guy that you've been campaigning for in the Hart Trophy race all offseason. Uh, floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going with Elias Pettersson as my favorite long shot. He can be had at plus 6,600, and I just think that's a great number. There's a lot of arguments that suggest he should be above a lot of the guys listed in this argument or in this race i think he can definitely score 100 points again or get right around that benchmark he's a top defensive player and i love the way that vancouver is right on the cusp of having a chance to win or to make it into the playoffs here 
if they sneak in, that's going to help his chances a ton. That's a great narrative for him. So at this point, betting this race, we're going to need Connor McDavid not to go completely off. So you always have to factor in that he's probably rightfully priced to take this 50% of the time or more. But uh, Peterson's one long shot that I think the value is there on. I'll, I'll go more into this. At the end of the show, we're going to wrap up. Uh, each one of us is going to give out our favorite uh, bet that's 100 to 1 or longer. Uh, I like Ilya Sorokin. You can find him now at 170 to 1 at, at some sports books as, as more markets pop up. And Sorokin, to me, uh, is the best goalie in terms of raw talent in the NHL. Whether his team is good enough uh, to, to kind of get into the playoffs on their own is one thing that I think helps him here because the Islanders do get in. Uh, Sorokin will get even more and more praise. Um, and he's the betting favorite to win the Vezina. And if you're the betting favorite to win the Vezina and he's deserving of that status, which I think he is, it means he should be good enough to at least be in a Hart Trophy consideration uh, should he make good on those odds. So I like Sorokin in this market uh, quite a bit at that number. Uh, Andy, I know you're sitting this one out, so we'll move on to the Norris. Uh, I'll go first here. This is a bet that I've talked about uh, quite a bit on line change, so I won't go too deep. Mikhail Sergachev is still 100-1. to 1. He's going to run the Lightning power play. He has a good chance to be a point-per-game player as a defenseman. And he's also going to play a ton of minutes. He's the number one defenseman in Tampa. Uh, I think that Sergachev at 101 is a great price. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't mind Sergachev at all. I think in fantasy, he's a great buy as well. We'll throw that out there quick. Um, like Bouchard, we saw the way he scored in the playoffs for the Oilers. 17 points in 12 games, I think is what he finished at. So anything remotely close to that is going to have him in, in Norris contention. And then I like Rasmus Dahlin, if you can get that plus 1,100 number that's out there some places. Same kind of argument. I think he can be a point-per-game player this season. He's really going to drive the boat or drive the bus in uh, Buffalo. So if they're good, I love the chances that he ends up in the Norris conversation. So those are my two there. Yeah, I might piggyback you on the Rasmus Dahlin bet because um, I think when you looked at how the Sabres did when when he was on the ice versus when he wasn't on the ice last season, I mean, it's clear that he is a a premier NHL defenseman and it's only going to continue to grow in terms of his uh, his the respect that he gets from the media and stuff around the league. And and I I like that a lot. Yep. And he's a Buffalo Sabre and you're going to hear a lot (laughs) about the Buffalo Sabres from the media going into the season and. Absolutely. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't think that that's a, a bad shout at all for, for uh, at the top of the board. I'm also on Bouchard. I will uh, say that. All right, Vezina uh, Trophy now, best goalie in the league. I like uh, my favorite bet is Vitek Vanacek at 175 to one. We saw Linus Allmark win this award based on his win loss record alone, and I think of all the goalies, Vitek Vanacek has the best chance to kind of replicate that. Uh, I think he can wrestle the the crease from Akira Schmid. I think the Devils won't have a problem starting him, you know, 58 times this season. And uh, if he does win at a really, really impressive clip, it won't matter that he's not an elite goalie posting like an elite save percentage or goal save above expected, etc. Uh, I think the same logic can be applied. And, and Tim Kalinowski brought this up on our player awards episode of Line Change for, for Jack Campbell and a bounce back. That narrative also gets baked into uh, his portfolio for this award, which I like. So Vanacek, Campbell, and, uh, you know, if I really wanted to get into it, Mark Andre Fleury, but uh, Nick has kind of talked me out of that one, even even at two hundred and one. <laughs> so, so I'll, maybe I'll just stick with Vitek and and Jack. Uh, Nick, your thoughts here on the Vezina? Yeah, I like uh, Shesterkin. I think the uh, the Rangers their strength this year could arguably be defensive play. It should be improved on that front. There's still some weaker two way forwards, but I think they'll play better in front of Shesterkin. And I love the fact that I don't believe in Jonathan Quick at all. I think that that is. 
favorable to this because if he struggles in his starts, Shesterkin dominates. You're going to be, it's going to be more clear illustration of how strong Shesterkin really is. And then we also might get 60 plus starts out of him. So I like that. I think that gives him a great opportunity to make his case of being the world's best goaltender, which I think with Vasilevsky out of the picture, I know your guy Sorokin, but for me, I think that's plus 600 is a pretty good price there. And then the one long shot I've been pumping up, I'm still on uh, Thatcher Demko. I think there's a good chance that the Canucks defend a lot better this season. That'll help him. Same thing with the Peterson case. If they sneak in the playoffs and they're, you know, a much more respectable team. I know I've talked about how the Pacific division should be really competitive, but I think that's a strong case. And we saw the year before when uh, Boudreau first took over, Demko dragged him to that winning record and everyone was talking about how a little bit longer of a sample of that kind. And that was the Shesterkin year, I should note as well. A little bit longer of a sample of that kind of play might have really gotten him in that race. Um, all indications are that it, he's pretty well past his groin injury. Everything sounds good about him entering the year. So I think it's fair to view him as one of the better goalies in the world still and that he could be in a quietly respectable situation to get into this race. Andy, any thoughts here on the Vezina before? Um, I, I, you know, I tend to look at the longer shots and I used to love, um, betting a guy like UC Saros at 20 to one or 40 to one there when he, you know, before he was the, the notoriety kind of exploded. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I'm having a hard time this year. I think, you know, the league and with the way that, uh, the advanced metrics have really sharpened up everybody on, on goaltenders these last few years. I think it's, it's getting tougher to find some of these long shots for sure. But um, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm still going to probably consider some, you know, maybe a, a tiny bet on a guy like Darcy Kemper at 50 to one or something like that. I mean, he was 15th in goals saved above expected uh, last year for the cat, a really bad capitals team. They're probably going to be really bad uh, again in a lot of ways, but um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather look at that than, than some of the other capitals bets for sure. Um, and, and after that, I mean, it's it's kind of I, I, I kind of like Connor Hellebuck, but I'd, I'd probably rather go for it with him in, a, in another market that we'll talk about a little bit later. All right, yeah. Uh, before we get to that, we'll wrap up with uh, the Jack oh, Adams Award, uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, Nick and I have talked about Andre Torini enough. He's going to start calling the cops in my town if I keep talking <laughs> about him. I talked about him on the radio today. I talked about him with NHL.com. He's going to be a little concerned. Uh, so we like we still like Andre Torini. He's at sixty-six to one. Uh, that uh-huh. is a great bet. It's still out there. Um, join the fun there. But Nick, uh, you have another guy you want to talk about. Yeah, and we've talked about him a little as well. I, I think DJ Smith, I believe in the Senators. We talked about it on this show as well. They're right around plus 110, plus 115 to make the playoffs. I actually view it as pretty much purely 50-50. They make the playoffs. And if they do, I don't think the path is that complicated for him to uh, steal this award. So plus 2,500 for me is a good number to put some faith in the Sens. And, uh, Smith getting in the race. I do want to mention one guy. I talked about this on the puck portfolio last night, and that's John Cooper. I think his uh, path is now wide open with the Vasilevsky stuff and the fact yeah. that he's never won the award. So uh, I, you convinced me like almost immediately. Um, and as soon as I started thinking about it, I found him at 25 or sorry, yeah, 24 to 1, which uh, nice, right? Um, but you could also bet Cooper to be the first coach fired. I think there's like a, a big range of outcomes. And the same goes for DJ Smith. He's heading into his fifth year as Senator's head coach. This is a guy that like could win the Jack Adams at the end of the year or be fired in the first month of the season because they've got a new ownership group. Um, you know, that, that's not going to mess around if, if a team with like a lot of hype and a lot of uh, excitement around it is, you know, stumbles out of the gate and it's bad. 
um, which they've kind of shown a pension. I know it's a different team, but they've, they've shown a pension as an organization to kind of have some bad October. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like DJ Smith as a potential candidate too, but I just think like, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because there's a, a big range of possibilities here for both the lightning and the senators. So it could be, uh, be something really, uh, really wild that happens for sure. Yeah. And to piggyback that point, there was a, the point last season, I had a Lenny Ruff first coach fired tickets for the first like, the same <laughs> arguments. You weren't the truly, only one. Yeah, I truly thought, I think they were one game away from those maybe cashing. And then it got to a point where I was adding president's futures a week later when the numbers were so favorable. So, I, yeah. The swings. That's a really fair point. It's, yeah, yeah it is. And, and it's funny, like you think about it, it makes sense, right? Like, Putting Torini aside, because I, I don't think he's really in the conversation to be fired with the way that that team is set up and they signed him to an extension. But it's almost a telltale sign if a guy's a good Jack Adams candidate, if he's also kind of in, in the market to, to be one of the first, co- if he's going to be a good bet fire, uh, for first coach to leave his post as well. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, and it's, Cooper, as far as Cooper goes, I mean, I think he's around like, you know, 66 to one or something like that to be the first coach fired. So um, you can get a, you know, you can probably justify making a little bit of a bigger bet on the Jack Adams award, you know, given the narrative will be pretty strong if he can, if he can get the lightning through this stretch without Vasilevsky um, and, and into a playoff spot and whatnot. But um, I think there's, you know, it's, it's probably worth considering a, at least a tiny bet on that, uh, on the alternative. Yeah. And if, if, it also, you know, this just thought just kind of popped into my head. A lot of times we see the first coach, um, it's it's technically quote unquote like first coach to leave his post, right? So Cooper's a guy I could see that if let's say the Lightning just come out real flat, like six, ten, and a one, being like, you know what, Paul Maurice style, I'm kind of just cooked. Like let me just step <laughs> away. Um, yeah. I've been there forever. Like the team's probably sick of me or what? All that kind of stuff. I I could kind maybe. Of see um, yeah, he'd be he'd be like the leading candidate for me of, of any coach in the league right now that to, to do that. Okay, speaking of which, though, I bet Paul Maurice to win the Jack Adams that year that he actually <laughs> walked. He walked away from. He's just like Andy bet me to win the Jack Adams. I'm out of here. Yeah, get me out of here. Uh, all right, so that's the Jack Adams, uh, DJ Smith, our man Andre Tarini, and uh, John Cooper in the the double of first coach fired slash Jack Adams. Uh, all right, uh, this is going to be the uh, star of the show here. That point the. The reason all you guys came to to listen to us, we're each going to give out our favorite bet that's triple digit long shot, 100 to 1 or longer. Uh, Nick, you can go first. All right. So don't have a ton of conviction here, but I think they're fun flyers. I like uh, Marner to win the heart. You can get it past 100 to 1. And Crosby to win the heart. You can get, I think it's 120 to 1 is out there. So case is simple for both like i think matthews is maybe a touch overvalued in this we've seen marner gets used on the pk gets used everywhere he's going to put up a comparable point total so should still be pretty strong effort from him i think that number's a touch too long and then crosby excellent two-way play great narrative maybe the pens bounce back he scores a little more so those are my two favorite ones. And then we kind of touched on the Stamkos 100 to 1. And I actually kind of looked into that a little more. And now I'm a little shakier on that. So I'll note that. And then quickly, I'll slide in too, because we didn't get in this and it got in there yesterday. I still think the more I look at this, he sheer plus 500 to win the South is a great number. It's not like he's going to be in the mix so often. So I'll slide that in as my uh, way to close the episode. Okay. 
So a five to one uh, bet in the hundred to one or longer section, <laughs> along with two hundred hundred to one flyers. I love I it. I want to win uh, my bet. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, today's my favorite hundred to one or longer is Ilya Sorokin to win the heart. I made my case earlier in the episode, but I think that if this guy is truly deserving to be the Vezina favorite, which he is, that means he's going to be a better goalie uh, more often than not than Igor Shosturkin, Usaros, Connor Hellebuck. Uh, you go down the list. Uh, that means he's going to have. He's got a decent chance to have a truly elite, maybe borderline historic season. And in this market where it's going to be Connor McDavid versus the field and you need to get the field correct, I'd rather have a goalie where it's a little harder to compare um, a statistical portfolio for for McDavid. Let's say he puts up 130 points again uh, and Sorokin has a terrific season. It's a little bit harder to say, yeah, McDavid put up 130 points, but Mitch Marner, for example, put up 110. How can we give it to Marner over McDavid? Whereas for a goalie, the, it's apples and oranges, chalk and cheese. So comparing uh, an elite historic season from Sorokin to one from McDavid, you can sort of see a little bit of wiggle room there. Uh, so I'm going to go with Sorokin, 171 out there. I think it's a, a great bet. Andy, uh, similar logic for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not somebody that's typically slumming it in the triple digits like you, but I, <laughs> I, I did my best to find something here that I, I, I at least kind of like. And, and like Nick said, I mean, you know, you'd probably want to check on, on us if we said we had conviction in, yeah. in these bets. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, Connor Hellebuck talked a little bit about him. He, he has the potential to be the, you know, a top goaltender in the NHL, both on the surface um, in, you know, traditional metrics, like save percentage and, and whatnot. And, um, when it comes to the advanced metrics, like, like expected goals and things like that, I think uh, Hellebuck can grade out really well in all those categories. I do worry about Winnipeg sort of, you know, just flying under the radar with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, people, but um, at the same time, if, if Hellebuck can drag this team into the playoffs, uh, especially if their, you know, offense kind of suffers a little bit in, with the loss of, of, PLD and, and Blake Wheeler. Um, I, I actually think the Jets made out really well in the offseason, all things considered. And I, and I like their team overall. I think they're about a 90 point team. But yeah, I, I mean, they're going to be on the cusp of, of making the playoffs. And I mean, rather than, you know, take them at plus 650 or whatever he is to win the Vesna, I think, you know, you can justify maybe some uh, some pizza money on uh, on Hellebuck to uh, to win the Vesna or to win the Hearts, sorry, at 100 to 1. I love it. 300 to ones or better four actually because nick gave out two definitely worth considering let us know about your uh favorite and can i just say i also like mcdavid at even money to win the heart trophy since nick threw got the throw in like i'm just i'm just kidding i'm just picking uh yeah i mean like if if we're gonna win the heart trophy uh (laughs) might as well try to do it with with someone who's this deep uh but yeah let us know what uh your favorite triple digit long shot is for the nhl season either in the comments or on twitter or whatever you know where to find us uh be sure to check out the puck portfolio with andy mcneil uh every 12 uh every day 12 30 eastern time on youtube correct uh yes. monday through friday uh throughout the hockey season uh also be sure to check out his work at canada sports betting be sure to check out nick uh he'll be at action network all season long with me on line change all season long we'll also mix in tim kalinowski uh for a bulk of the season as well. We're hoping to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for, for the season. We'll see about that, but you will definitely hear from us again on Tuesday morning before opening night, maybe even Monday night, if we can uh, get it out early enough. So for Nick Martin, for Andy McNeil, for our producer, Noah, I'm Michael Lebo. Thank you so much for joining us for all four of these season preview episodes. We hope we set you up with a decent uh, futures betting portfolio and a good idea of how to attack this NHL season and Hopefully by you know middle middle of June, all of us who listen to this podcast are 
for Do The Podcast are celebrating some big wins thanks to our man in the desert, Andre Turingi. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.